Hey everyone, it is Derek Van Auten, aka DVO, and you are listening to the DVO show. And once again, I want to thank you all for supporting me and listening. And, and I hope you guys are subscribing. Just as a quick reminder, you guys can find the DVO show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Also, trying to get onto Pandora. Pandora is also trying to get into the podcast game. So I sent in a request there. And if you guys want to also listen, you can actually use your Amazon Alexa or Echo device. Just say, Alexa, play the latest episode of the DVO show. And she will usually play it on TuneIn or iHeartRadio. And if you're more of a visual person, you can watch the DVO show on YouTube. Just search for the DVO show, or you can actually type in my name, Derek Van Auten and subscribe to my channel there and you can watch all my videos. Thanks again for listening. I hope you guys are sharing and rating the podcast. And on this episode, I sit down with Tennille Taylor. Tennille owns a company called Executive, I'm sorry, Effective Executives LLC. And she sits down with not only companies and corporations, but also individuals and couples and families to look at, hey, let's look at your personality. How is the best or what is the best setting for you to function in? How is the best way to, to function with others? And, and uh, let's capitalize on the strengths and work on the weaknesses. And, and as, a, as a leader or a business owner, you can also use that skill to work better with your team members to provide a great team member environment. This was a fun episode, some great tidbits of, of information on, on improving as well. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The DVO Show, and I'm here with Tennille Taylor. Hi there. How are you doing, Tennille? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You bet. Hey, I'm excited to have you on. Uh, the reason why we brought you on is because you've got some great coaching for a lot of our listeners. A lot of our listeners are uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, leaders, people that just or just want to get some great entertainment as well. And so you've got some great coaching that you're going to provide that you do. So let's talk about it a little bit. Okay. Tell us the name of your company. Uh, my company is Effective Executives LLC. And what is it that you guys do? So what what I do is focus on helping people understand their personality type and nice. other people's personalities and then we talk about how they can most effectively work together. Now how did you how did you get into this and and where did you get your training and coaching from? Yeah, so a lot of the personality assessments and work is based on the Myers-Briggs personality test, okay. which I was certified back in 2003. Um, it was a 4-day training in in Arlington, Virginia. Oh, wow. And um, you have to pass a test and be certified and then I started applying it at my current workplace, which was Procter and Gamble. Okay. And um, through PNG and several relocations and moves, I've done over a hundred team effectiveness sessions and over a thousand individual personality assessments. Wow. So, okay. Um, and I've done it in Singapore, Germany, um, the U.S. So I've had a lot of good experience just from, you know, the workplace. So, so and. You know, when you think about your job, you think about what parts do I love the most? And obviously, 
doing the team sessions and the leadership development was fun. And so I thought that would be okay. a great piece to pull out and do more full time. And what is it that you, what, that you enjoy about it then? What do you find fun about it? So what I find fun about it is people, people usually laugh because everything that we talk about is so true or so that, okay. um, for instance, my dad is a personality that likes to have closure and my mom okay. likes to keep things open-ended. And when you, for the first time, help people understand that that's what's going on for them, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so me. Yes. So it's always really helpful to put words to what people were always thinking or frustrated about, but now they know what it is and how to deal with it. All right, and so how does that help them then? So they can just kind of really internalize the reading and say, yes, that, that's how, um, that reflects my personality and this is how I work or this is how I yes. function? Yeah. Okay. So what I like to say is if you understand yourself and you understand other people, then you can make agreements that honor both of you. Okay. So for instance, if you're an extrovert, which you probably are, yes. and let's say I'm an introvert, which I'm so not, but I could be. If I'm an introvert, then I'm gonna coach you to make sure that you maybe do lunch by yourself every day. Or okay. on your drive home from work, you don't do phone calls and you try to limit your stimulation so that you can recharge before you hit home and start your second job. Because introverts need alone time every day. Oh, yes. And they can be, they can feel very overwhelmed and like they're being drugged through the ringer if they don't have that alone and recharge time. So based on what your personality is, then I will give you ideas for here's how you can make it through the day, make it through the week, your career, in a way that feels rewarding to you. All right, now would you say people should do this frequently because as you try to improve yourself, like you kind of change, right? Right, right. So the, the Myers-Briggs concept is that you are born this way. You're okay. born a certain way and it doesn't really change. So in theory, if you take the Myers-Briggs test once and you figure out the right type, it shouldn't change over time. Interesting. So, but obviously you always want to be developing and growing, but there's lots of ways to grow and develop within you know those parameters of who you are. Okay, because I, I was thinking as you mentioned that I actually grew up a little bit more introverted mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, you know kind of a little bit more to myself unless I was around my friends I was a little more to myself and uh, obviously as I've matured and become a, a older and wiser yes. um, I, I've become very much much more extroverted yes and so I was just yes. wondering I guess that still doesn't change my personality though right the core needs of what you need and want on a daily basis are the same okay but you figured out ways to cope the other thing is because of your career or your family situation or hobbies or education you're gonna you're gonna learn to do different things and be different so a lot of people who go into business or teaching they have to be more extroverted to be successful in that career path okay so you will figure out ways to do that and an introvert can be at an all-day meeting and hobnob with the best of them and then go home exhausted so you can do it you can figure it out it just you know, every personality will figure out how they can do it for themselves. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, so when you go into these uh, offices or these corporations and you do the test, uh, what is it that they're that they're kind of asking from you? You're just kind of giving them a little bit of guidance. Do you do like one-on-one -on -one with some of them as well? Yeah, I do. I do one-on-one. -on -one. I do um, couples, you know, both okay. like personal relationships and professional relationships. Because sometimes there's those two people that just do not get along. All and right. you kind of need like an outside mediator to kind okay. of walk them through that. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but one of my favorite things to do, I mean, you can get your, you know, Myers-Briggs personality test from a lot of different places. 
But what I like to do is a double click after that, like, yes, here's your Myers-Briggs type and okay. it gives you wonderful insights for you, but let's look at the group dynamic and what kind of personality type is created when three, four, five, ten people are in a room. Because okay. when ten people are in a room, they take on a personality. And there are oh, strengths yes. and opportunities within that group. So maybe because of this group of people, they make decisions too quickly. Or because of this group of people, they don't appreciate and recognize positive things enough. So just by kind of holding up a mirror to the team and saying, here's what Myers-Briggs theory says you're gonna behave, is this true or not? And if this is true, do we need to kind of put some action steps in place to compensate and make that better? Interesting, okay. So I, I love the team setting. And the fun thing about that is you can really showcase people's similarities and differences in the room because I like to do a lot of group exercises and so I can say see look over there at Bob he's doing it right now and everyone's like oh yeah that's totally him okay all right or we can say Susan hasn't said a word all morning you guys is this typical in a meeting and they're like yep okay so Susan what would make you feel more supported to open interesting up? that's very interesting yeah tell us a little bit more about Meyer Briggs like did Mr. Myers and Mr. Briggs put this <laughs> together? Or tell us a little bit about the backstory of that. Yeah. So Myers-Briggs is one of the oldest personality instruments okay. out there. And um, most Fortune 500 companies use the Myers-Briggs because it's, it's very valid and reliable for a personality instrument. Okay. Um, it's, it's based on the, the theory, the psychological theory of Carl Jung. He's a Swiss psycho psychologist. He's okay. very similar to Freud, but Freud okay. is more popular. Um, but Carl Jung had this concept that everyone is born a certain way. Interesting. So um, actually it was a mother-daughter, Catherine Cooks Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers or something. Okay, all right. Gets so, her name So it was somebody's name. It was, that was a total guess when it yeah. threw it out there. <laughs> it was good. The, but it's a mother-daughter and they said, this is a really cool theory, but how can we make this useful to people? So it was kind of in the 1940s when anyone that came to their house had to take the Myers-Briggs test okay. and then they would tell them what kind of career they should do and who, oh, they should, who, should, who they should date and marry. Okay. So they kind of took this you know, theory and made it practical and the test that people take today is still based on the work they did several years ago. That's pretty interesting. It's very interesting and there's, there's been a lot of like criti criticism okay. of it um, and my theory is that every personality tool has pros and cons, so. That, that's true too. I, and I guess sometimes you gotta take everything with a little grain of salt as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And you know, I, I think that the personality assessment is helpful, but um, to me, the real challenge and the fascination is when you do, about, when you do the interaction of, of personalities. You know, self-awareness is great, but then to kind of put it into collaboration and teamwork and communication is okay. really, really rewarding. Ah, that make all right. That makes a little bit of sense. Now, now, uh, Miss Myers and Miss Briggs, do they have a lot of experience, um, kind of with the psyche, or I don't even even know if you know, but yeah. Well, I did. There is a new book um, that's written about them and kind of the development of it. Okay. Um, and what I learned from that was the mother. Back in the day, this is kind of when they started, um, kind of some of the parenting and management theories started to become popular. And so this mom would actually kind of house a, um, like a rehabilitation center for children. Okay. <laughs> for lack okay. of a better term. All right. So, so parents would bring their kids to her 
and she would spend time with them and then she would do an assessment and like kind of give them a a to-do list like going home like you need to do this kind of environment for your child to be successful so it's Ah, it's all based on experiments yeah those little kids were her guinea pigs yeah okay (laughs) so it's kind of an interesting start like she was really trying to be like the scientific parenting guru and it kind of turned into this whole personality assessment that then business adopted like yeah okay we should do this too because it's been so successful but all right there's not a lot of formal training that she had it was really I would just say a, a stay-at-home mom that wanted to just blow this out of the water and and make it useful to parents because that's what people are yeah. struggling with is like what is the ideal parent what is the best home environment to make my child be successful okay so I like that so basically you know maybe it might and it might have started off this way where it's like the best situations for the kids yeah and it's been adopted to you know corporations where they say hey this is the best environment for our team members and our employees and yep. and whether it's the team as a whole or maybe individuals in the team dynamic yeah kind of how they kind of can can respond and correlate absolutely and, okay pretty interesting yeah. how's the feedback been um you know doing this test with the corporations and and what what are the leaders saying after the results are are done and they analyze their team yep so <laughs> For me, it's it's rewarding to just go through a general basic workshop and just teach people what is what do the letters mean? You know, what's extrovert, oh, okay. introvert, sensing, intuition, and you can have a lot of fun with that. But then it's kind of like you need a second session that says, okay, so now that you know who you are and what this means, what does this mean for us as a group? Okay. And so when we can get to that level, that's where the teams really find value in that is when we do a team analysis. Um, I did a team earlier this year and one of the blind spots that showed up um, and this is from Myers-Briggs theory one of the blind spots was the team doesn't recognize employees enough so based on that it triggered a whole conversation where everyone in the room was like you know employees are asking when we're gonna do another party you know do we need to start doing quarterly rewards Uh. for something different that we're not and um, you know, one of the best things you can do in a culture to establish a culture is what do you reward? What do you pay attention yes. to? And that's when people start behaving differently. So um, that's what people really find the most valuable for the workplace is nice. the team discussion and okay. just kind of opening up that conversation. Um, I also like to ask permission from the leader that says, can I kind of put a slide up there that shows your personality type? and talk about who's similar to you, who's different, okay. and what's getting in the way of the team's effectiveness. And all leaders that I've worked with have always been very open to that. And so we do. We spend a little bit of time of saying, okay, here's the project manager, Jason, and okay. Jason is an introvert, <clears throat> which means he's not gonna give you an answer right on the moment, and he may not brainstorm, and he might not talk very much. How does that show up in meetings, you guys? How does that work for you? And then the whole team can kind of input and say, I like that. Or it would be helpful if you could give us an answer faster, Jason. You know, so it just kind of, by bringing it up, it then just allows and gives permission to have a really good conversation. So that's That's the the most positive feedback is those discussions that that knowing the types and the dynamics Ah, brings. That's the best. To me, that's where the money is. is, That's pretty interesting. Is the dynamics and those conversations. Do you find also people, maybe um, like at work, they give a, a facade of their true 
a personality, a true person? Absolutely. Okay. And sometimes people will, people will ask, you know, Tanil, I did it based on how I am at work, but yes. that's not how okay. I am at home. Yeah. And, you know, in theory, Myers-Briggs is supposed to be smart enough to figure out that this is you in all sit settings and situations. Oh, okay. But yeah, you do adapt, you know, <clears throat> to be successful in your environment. But what I would say when people feel like they're a totally opposite person at work yeah. and at home is you're really placing a lot of undue stress and wasted energy trying to be something that you're not. So, yes, okay. you know, and at PNG, they did a lot of um, employee surveys and sensing. And what they found is people who can be themselves are more happy at work, they're more productive, and they stay with the company longer. Okay. So, to me, what that means is leaders need to create an environment where it's safe to be whoever you are. And, um, you know, families do this too, and organizations do this. They, some things are not safe. You know, maybe it's not safe to be loud. Maybe it's not safe to express disagreement. Well, then you're creating a work environment where you're not getting everyone's ideas. So oh, um, you want to be safe to create an environment where everyone can be themselves. So for those people who feel like they are totally different at work, I yeah. would say look at yourself a little bit more. Have some courage to be more authentic. I'm a really huge fan of authentic leadership Okay. and really knowing yourself and being yourself. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You, one of the last places I was working at, they did almost like a personality test. Mm -hmm. And it was based on colors. I don't know if you've heard of one mm -hmm. similar to this. And um, and they kind of went into it where, you know, this is your true person and this is how you portray yourself yeah. at, at work. And it was funny because at work, I portrayed as the color yellow, which is kind of mm -hmm. more mellow. Um, and then it showed my real personality is, is red which is more like outgoing and extroverted and, and loud. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was interesting because what they did was they made everyone kind of guess how mm -hmm. what they thought you would be. Yeah. And everyone was guessing like yellow green, you know, more mm -hmm. mellow personality. Because yep. that's my personality I, I gave off. But my, you know, my, my real personality is definitely not that. But after I, w I was done and I was realizing that, that is when I started really thinking about the path, like, should I be here anymore? Good, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that is kind of a, it was really a turning point yeah. for me when I did that. Yeah. So, this, I mean, this Myra Briggs is very interesting. I, I, did a, I did a test a while back just for uh, for a fun little uh, online Facebook mm -hmm. group. We just did mm -hmm. it for fun. Tell us a little bit about, do you mind sharing your personality? Sure, Okay. Yeah. Um, so, for, for Myers Briggs, I'm an ENFP. Okay. Which is an extrovert, intuitive, a feeling decider and a perceiver. All right. So, um, and with the Myers Briggs, the other thing I really like is that each each of the letters is actually a word pair. So you have okay. extroversion here, introversion here, and there's a continuum, and you're going to be somewhere on that line. You might be oh, okay. totally extrovert, you might be right in the middle, and when you take the assessment, you figure out, you know, where are you at on that line. Ah. So for me, one of the paradoxes or ironies is on the thinking and feeling I'm right in the middle which means I'm very compassionate but then I'm also very logical okay so you know as an HR professional that that served me very well because yes. I could be very direct with messages but do so in a very compassionate way so that served me one. well um, so my personality type is very good at brainstorming thinking on my feet adjusting my style in the moment um, I'm very interested in theories and concepts and ideas. I'm very good at understanding people and reading a room. So those are some of my strengths. Some of my blind spots or liabilities is 
I'm not very detail oriented. Okay. I'm not super organized. I don't like a lot of structure. Um, and sometimes I just don't want to do things, right? All so, right. So from, I'm just not a super organized person. Now, I have a couple people in my family who are my four-letter opposite. Okay. So they are very organized, detail-oriented, always on time, very chronological and sequential. All right. Very good at, you know, kind of keeping track of a lot of factual information. What they're not good at is brainstorming or, uh. or changing a plan um, or being overly optimistic. You know, so everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just one. That's now, when you when you get your results, you say, okay, this is where uh, I'm, my strengths are, my weaknesses are, or however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Then do you say, okay, these are my weaknesses. I want to improve it, or do you say, hey, you know what? That's just me. And I'm going to accept that, and I'm going to go. I'm just going to work around it. Yeah. How do you? How do you? That's how a do you great question. It? So I I am of the 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 model that you focus on your strengths okay. and you develop those. You know, a lot of authors and and research has indicated that's a great way to go. Um, I think it's important to be aware of kind of a weakness, oh, okay. but I also don't think that you can play it as an excuse card. Oh, like, I like that. Like, you know, plop down this on the table and say, that's just my personality, I can't help it. That's yes. not okay. Yes, um, I So that. you have to have accountability for even your weaknesses. So, um, yeah, it should never be used as an excuse. I like, okay, I like that. So that's a caution, because some people will use that as, you know, that's just how I am. Yeah. Well, yes, that's how you are, but that doesn't mean you can behave in a bad way. <laughs> right, that's right. Not a, that's not a get out of jail free card. <laughs> so. Well, one thing that drives me nuts, and uh, it's just an example I, that, I, that I hear, and, and I hear, I'm bringing this example because I hear it frequently, which, I, which is sad, is, is, and it's particularly women I hear it say, and they, and they just kind of say, I'm just a bitch, you just have to accept it. That's just right. the way I am. And it's just, right. and I'm thinking, yeah. You don't have to be, you know that, right? Yeah. It's a choice. It's <laughs> it's, a yeah, choice. it's a choice to continue that behavior. Right. You can yeah. definitely not act that way. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Or even if they're not even they're not even that bitchy to begin with. It's like you're actually right. you're not you're not really you're not really right. Well, and that's what I love the concept that intelligence is not how book smart you are. Intelligence is how adaptable you are. That's the yeah. person that's going to be successful is adapting to your environment, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, and then doing that. Oh, I like that too. So you've got to be adaptable and you've got to constantly be learning and growing. You know, some people believe in a change mindset that you can learn and evolve. That's definitely what yeah. I believe. Um, and if Me you too. really want to do that, you can. But yeah, there's it's not a get out of jail. Really. <laughs> I like you that. Just can't. What are some of the self-improving things you're, you are working on? So one of the things I am working on is trying to be more organized. Okay. Um, and this, people are probably going to roll their eyes, but um, I often don't go get the mail. And okay. so like once a month, right? All right. So All right. I'm trying to get my mail once a week and like just <laughs> like staying on task with getting bills paid because uh -huh. I have the money, I just let it sit in a pile. Yes. Which that's a total ENFP thing, not to use it as an excuse, but I know <laughs> that's an opportunity for me. So I'm trying to do a better job of just kind of staying on a routine with money and bills and just staying on top of things. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. <laughs> and I will tell you something early on in my career. Um, my personality type is known for being sensitive or easily offended. Okay. And when I first started working in corporate America um, in Procter & Gamble, I would get negative feedback 
or whenever I got negative feedback, it would throw me for a tailspin for like a week. Okay. You know, you yeah. just question yourself and you self-doubt and you worry and you wonder and you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. And you know, that's the tailspin cycle is probably only one day for me now. So I've definitely improved as far as not not letting it really eat at me, just good. taking it as input and I'm gonna learn from this and I'm, I'm gonna adjust accordingly, you know, if I see fit. So that's one thing that I've definitely gotten much better at. And good. I know that was kind of a, a negative thing for me at first. All right. So as an ENFP, I am still more sensitive than other people. So I still have to kind of like put on some thick skin okay. when, I'm, when I know I'm gonna get maybe some criticism. I'm like, okay. I can handle this. I can handle this. You have to this. mentally prepare yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, can I ask, let me tell you okay. one thing that I think is really important. Um, there are a, There's a lot of research and information out there about which careers are best for certain personalities. Oh, interesting. And there's a whole report that you can do and it tells you, you know, like the, the you know, one through 50, what careers are the best for you. Okay. Because there's definitely some things that personalities are more suited for than others. I agree. And sometimes people don't figure that out until they're 40, you know, yes. like this is not what I want to be doing with yes. my life. Um, so I think that that's a really important thing to know that Myers-Briggs has all these different facets. Like what's your communication style? What's your leadership style? What's your ideal oh. career? What's the ideal work environment? So that's Those all built are, into it. Yeah. Oh, it, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's okay. a lot of facets to it that you can really get, you know, some good in-depth information. That's why I like it as a career coaching tool. Yeah. Or if you're a new leader and you're trying to figure out like, what do I stand for? What's my leadership style? Knowing your personality can help you figure out where are your strengths and where do you need to put people around you that compensate for your weaknesses. So I think there's just a lot of possibilities there when you can kind of figure out, you know, who am I and what do I stand yeah. for. I'm glad you just brought that up. I, I think it's very important that that leaders do that. You know, they, mm -hmm. they, they recognize their weaknesses and then, like you mentioned, they surround themselves yes. with people in those strengths to help strengthen them. Yes. That, that, that's yeah, really and point. that's really, that's self-awareness. If you don't yes. understand, like if I didn't know I'm not good at details, I may not ask for help in those areas and then everything would just fall apart. But right. I'm very self-aware of those things that I'm not good at and I can get that help. So, and a lot of leaders by default, I call it default parenting or default management. You just do what you've been taught and what you grew up with. Yes, That yes. may or may not be the best thing. So really, I love it when people can take a conscious approach to parenting or leadership or management and say, here's what I want to create and intentionally figure out, here's my workplace, here's, here's how I want to interact with people, here's my philosophy of people. Are people yeah. good? Are they bad? Okay, that determines what you're going to do next. So I, I think it's important for leaders to identify that. I'm glad you went there and you brought it home. You brought it to the family. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I tell like a lot of my team members, hey, you need to self-improve like crazy. And I tell them, don't just only self-improve in yeah. your business or in what you're doing, but also at home. You know, be yeah. the best spouse, be the best parent that you can be as well. Yeah. I'm glad you went there because a lot of these things is not only, you know, skills to in the, that you can attribute to, to work, but also you can bring yes. home yep. and apply those as well to make a more solid home base as yes. well. Because obviously a more, a more solid home base, more loving home base, obviously will translate back into work. Yeah, too. absolutely. And that's another real positive feedback that I get from the sessions or the workshops is that people can take it home with them 
and a lot of times they want their spouse or their kids or their parents or brothers to take the, the assessment so that yeah. they can then have a conversation. Um, I'll give you one example of how understanding my kids has changed my parenting. Um, okay. You know, in the Myers-Briggs test, you have to be 14 or over for it to really be valid, but you can always guess what you think people are. And, um, you know, my, my daughter, if she gets really upset, she really needs to go off by herself, which is, is a very oh, introverted okay. thing. Yeah. You know, I can, as a mother, try to go talk to her and say, what's wrong? Let's talk about it. But sometimes she does not want that or need it. Yes. Sometimes when an introvert is upset, they just need to go off by themselves, uh-huh. reset in their mind, and then she'll come back and she's delightful. Yeah. But it took me a while to realize like she needs alone time to feel back in balance again. She doesn't need me to talk to her or soothe her. And that was like a big shift for me because as a mother, you want to console your, your upset <laughs> right, child. Right. And you know sometimes I still do that. But a lot of times when she's just off, she just needs to be by herself. So understanding that makes you, I think, a much better parent and a much better friend. You know, when people yeah. need space, I don't take it personally. I give them that oh, space. Oh, okay. Good point. So, you know, it does. It does come back to your home and your personal situation. And it does make you a better person at work and at home. I do love that. That's, I think, very powerful. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a funny story. I remember when my daughter was little um, and she'd get in trouble or something. She, she used to like go, go in her closet and close yes. the closet and just kind of hang out in the closet and just, sometimes she just needed like a few minutes, you know, yep. she'd come out and she'd fine. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes she'd fall asleep in there and she'd be in there for like an hour. Yeah. And uh, at first I'd be like, what are you doing? You know? And yeah. now, then I, you know, after obviously I realized, hey, that's just her. That's just yep. how she needs to do it. And now she's older, she just closes her door in her bedroom and, yeah. and watches YouTube and she feels <laughs> that's her yeah. alone time and she's she's okay. And if that works and no one's getting hurt, then you know, it's, yeah. it's a great coping skill. Like, it's that's fine. Yeah. Now you told me in, in some of your personality traits, one of them is you do not go good with structure. Right. Is that kind of why you are do, you're self-employed now and you're doing your own thing? <laughs> Structure, yeah, I, I joke that it's a miracle I lasted in a corporation for 12 years. Okay. Um, and because I was kind of always kind of pushing, you know, pushing the boundaries a little bit. But absolutely, I I love the small business and the consulting. Um, nice. I, I do love being in charge of my schedule that way. And I think the other piece of that is I've been a single mom for, you know, seven years now. And I, I don't like to feel guilty when I have to take care of my child. Okay. Um, yeah. And so to me, I'm able to kind of do the working mom, work-life balance thing that everyone is always striving for, regardless of, you know, your personal situation. But um, it, was, it was hard to kind of feel like I was, you know, doing everything I could and doing everything for my kids. It's hard to work 50, 60 hours a week outside the home and come home and start your second job or your first job, which is shuffling kids around, dinner, laundry, cooking, cleaning. It's just, it's very hectic. So um, it's just given me the breathing space to be creative, do the parts of my job that I love and be able to do the single mom stuff. So. Right. So tell tell everyone again, the name of your company and and where they can find you guys. Yes, so the company name is Effective Executives LLC. I do have a website, which is just EffectiveExecutivesLLC.com. And I will link it in the description. Awesome. Um, I do have a Facebook page, a Twitter page, LinkedIn page, so you can find me in any of those avenues. 
Um, it's all kind of linked. I do try to push out um, suggestions and um, quotes related to personality and, okay. and effectiveness. So if you follow me, you might get some little inspirational quotes here and there. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And then, and then when, when they, how about leaders? So leaders that also can find you there to have you come down and, and tell them like they, they, they can do like a yep. group setting or even just a leader or, or just an employee themselves just want to get yep. better, almost like life coaching a little bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And yep. it's all on the website. They can find you. Yep. There's a, there's a thing on the website where you can um, send me an email and then I can give you a call, do a, a free consultation over the phone and just find out, you know, what are you thinking? What are you interested in? Mm -hmm. um, I can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I can do a group of oh, three. I can do a group of 30. Um, you know, the size is very customizable. And, you know, do you want to focus on the Myers-Briggs or do you want to focus on a team analysis? You know, oh, okay, like great. all that stuff is very open. I think a great Valentine's gift would be a couple's personality session oh, of fun. how do you work most effectively with your partner um, I, or a family analysis. I've done yeah. like family sessions where you find out your family personality types, which is always super fun. But yeah, you can just go to my website and send me an email and we can have a conversation. And I want to encourage everyone to do that. I, I, I'm such a big believer in self-improvement. So if it's just even for yourself, just to kind of get a little bit of that one-on-one -on -one coaching with Tennille and kind of learn your personality, find out what, how you can adapt to your situations, whether it's at work or home or out in just society, social skills as well, right, to improve that. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, if, if you're a, a team member or a team leader, and you want your team, why not understand better your team dynamics so that you can actually unify your team better by understanding them and improve and increase your leadership skills. I definitely encourage everyone to, to think about that and, and to reach out to Neil. Uh, again, I will, I will link up in the description of the podcast and YouTube where you guys can find her and where you can locate her. If, you've, if you're watching my, my YouTube, you can also see another video where I posted uh, where me and Tanil, she did a little bit of a uh, of a reading on me, and it was pretty spot on. And I'll I'll probably link that in here as well, so you guys yeah. can can uh, can find that. It was pretty spot on. It was pretty interesting. And um, sometimes, you know, I question these these type of readings. Uh, off the bat, <laughs> she got something first first card reading. And I'm not gonna say it because I want you guys to go watch it again. In that video, I linked all of her uh, description and information there as well. Um, so, Tino, anything you kind of want to close out with? Was any any ideas or anything on your mind? Yeah. No. The last thing I was gonna say is if you have um, high school kids or college kids that are struggling with what do they want to be when they grow up, oh, this is yes. also a great tool. So that's also another thing to think about. That um, is really great. So I, I just believe that greater self-awareness leads to greater self-management. And the more you Ooh, can understand that. about yourself and others, the better and more effective you can be. So I just, I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. Is there anything that, because that, uh, I know you're trying to work on a couple things to improve on yourself. Is there anything that you use to for your self-improvement, whether it's books, maybe you've got a coach mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Something that you like to go to. Yeah, so um, I'm a huge fan of writing in a journal. Um, just ah. journaling ideas and writing down your intentions. I'm also a, a huge audible book fan. I'm nice. usually reading three or four books at a time. You okay. know, when I exercise, I listen to the books. And um, so whatever I'm kind of in the mood for, I just listen to those different books. 
Um, right now, I'm kind of going through the cast of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, um, Megan Mullally and Nick uh -huh. Offerman just yeah. wrote a book oh, called okay, The Greatest okay. Love Story, and then I read Mindy Kaling, and then I like to read a lot of psychology books and spiritual okay. books and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think just understanding people's stories, it's the way you can experience several lifetimes, not just your own. But, oh, that's so true. But no, I'm a, I'm a very um, avid book listener person okay. in the car and when I'm walking and stuff. Interesting. What are some of your hobbies you like to do? I'm now, now I'm kind of curious. Um, so I like to go for walks. Okay. Um, and you know, the, the reading you were talking about is the tarot cards. Uh -huh. I've taken a shaman class recently and I just got Reiki certified. So oh, all of the intuitive fun. and spiritual and, and those kinds of things are always very interesting to me. And then, you know, my biggest hobby is watching my kids do all their activities and sports. Like oh, that takes fun. up a lot of time, but that's like my favorite thing to do. So. Well, tell me about the, like the tarot and the, and the Reiki and the shaman. Why, why is it that you like that? And how did you get into that? Um, I got into it, I think, um, I got on, into it a little bit in Cincinnati and then a little bit in Singapore and it's just kind of taken off from there. Um, wow. I think that it, it was a spurt a lot by just some health conditions um, that okay. like traditional medicine can't really fix and the doctors like do your blood work. They're like, you're fine. You just have this and you're tired. And so it's like, come on. And so I think it kind of started with me trying to understand what else can I do to feel whole and healthy? What else can I do to, um, you know, be the best person I can. And then you just start, I don't know, it's just kind of escalated from there and, okay. and kind of things have been put into my place that I've learned and grown in. And so, you know, my intuition and spirituality has grown significantly in the past several years, just trying to tap into that inner wisdom. Um, I think that's also what makes me a good trainer and a good coach is oh, that, yeah. yes, I see the data, but then I'm also feeling some intuition about what's going on for you. And I might ask some questions to figure out how can I support you or what's blocking you? You know, what's getting in your way of being the best person you can be? And let's talk about that. All right. Um, so through all of this spiritual work, I've been able to really just grow as a person. So... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you just got your certification. That's yeah. so awesome. I know that's not that's not easy. So. Yeah, it's 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 been fun. Awesome. Well, Tanil, thanks for coming on to the to the to the show today. Yeah, thank you. Very I hope much. you guys found a lot of value. I did. Uh, I hope you guys found some nice nuggets in there that would that will help you as well. Uh, I'm, they're they're definitely sprinkled in this conversation. So I hope you guys were able to catch on to some of those. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening, Tanil. Thanks for coming on. Yep, you, bet. Uh, you guys keep going out there and killing it. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. Great. Thank you.